You're listening to the Quince podcast. At last there seems to be a hint of a decline in India's covid cases. Although the country logged over 320,000 cases on 11th May, this is the third consecutive dip in active cases in the overall tally. The overall dip is also coinciding with a drop in cases and positivity rate in two of the worst affected places in the country, Delhi and Maharashtra. While Delhi reported 12,481 fresh infections on 12th May, the positivity rate has come down further below 19% on 10th May to 17.76% on 12th May, which is the lowest that we've seen since mid-April. And in Maharashtra as well, the daily positivity rate has dropped below 20% for the third consecutive day, even as the state reported only a little less than 50,000 cases on 12th May. The state's active cases have also fallen below 6 lakhs. But does all this suggest that the worst is over, that we've passed the peak, or is there more to it? What is it that has led to this dip? Was it the lockdown? And what kind of factors will determine whether we're able to sustain the dip in the cases or not? In this podcast, I'll try to keep the focus of my analysis on the capital Delhi while I also look at some of the upcoming trends in smaller states that are now starting to show a spike in cases and deaths as well. And my guests for today's episode are Dr. Matthew Vargis, a public health expert and orthopedic surgeon at St. Stephen's Hospital in Delhi, Dr. Murad Banaji, a mathematician at Middlesex University with an interest in disease modeling, and Vaishali Sood, the editor of Quintfit, the Quint's Health Vertical. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you. And I'm your host, Shorbuli. The fourth wave of COVID has wreaked absolute havoc in Delhi and continues to do so even as the numbers suggest a slowdown. The high number of cases combined with a sustained shortage of beds and medical oxygen and the lack of a well-planned centralized system in an emergency such as this has really affected the capital. But a small ray of hope shows up as we are finally looking at a dip in numbers. To be sure the dip was being projected by state officials from the first week of May itself. However, most experts were keeping an eye on COVID related data had attributed the initial dip to underreporting and undertesting. But after nearly a month we are starting to see a steady decline in the positivity rate as well which is the measurement that indicates the rate of transmission. So a high rate means that the spread of transmission is high and that tests are not keeping up with the spread. And Vaishali Sood, the editor of Quintfit, gives an analysis on the number of tests in Delhi versus the number of cases. Shorbari, one of the things that I've been tracking fairly closely in, as far as data is concerned is Delhi's test positivity rate. Now, this is an important measure to see whether the transmission is under control. A high positivity rate, of course, means that the infection is spreading uh, wi- widely and it has uh, the tests haven't kept pace with it and a lower positivity rate means the infection is under control now the measure uh, is an important one to look at epidemiologically uh, what what we've noticed is that since 26 april when delhi saw the highest uh, test positivity rate there has been a steady decline in this number to now when it's well below 20% 
when test positivity rate goes down and the number of tests that have been conducted in delhi over the last uh, one month have consistently stayed uh, at the same place then it's a good sign it's of course too early to celebrate according to the who the test positivity rate of 5 is uh, or under 5 is when you know that the infection is getting under control so we have a long way to go but if this uh, consistent dip continues it's good news having said that can we at least safely assume that the peak is over in this wave for the city dr matthew varghese believes that we have surpassed the peak as he breaks down the numbers from this curve for us he says that all natural curves tend to be symmetrical that they have a natural ebb and flow if there are no unnatural interventions as is the case with delhi's covid wave listen to the interesting points he makes in fact uh, when the trend uh, started rising in march uh, towards the end uh, we were really alarmed with the number of cases the way it went up yeah. but then we look at the old curve of the last wave that we had hmm. last wave very slow rise from june it went up to reach a peak in somewhere in october hmm. okay and then came down in the same manner over a period of months hmm. and bulk of the curve it was somewhere between september october november about 7580 days right hmm. so it's a wide curve hmm. but it is a symmetrical curve the rise and the fall was symmetrical hmm. as the cases went up similarly the cases went down also slowly over months yeah okay so we reached somewhere to the may level in december january hmm. okay so if you were to look at the spread of the infection hmm. it reached somewhere peaking around october hmm. with even distribution on both sides hmm. symmetrical hmm. the gradient of this curve was about 30 degrees or hmm. okay the gradient of rise was 30 degrees or so hmm. if you look at it mathematically okay whereas this march surge in cases hmm. the gradient was almost 80 degrees hmm. more than double the number of gradient in the previous surge hmm. so all natural curves tend to be symmetrical hmm. it's simple nature nature has things which are symmetrical hmm. so thing goes up it will come down in the same way hmm. unless there is something which is changing the curve pattern hmm. and the rise can be changed by various things hmm. the fall can be changed by various things hmm. but if there is no intervention which is influencing the rise or fall it has to be a symmetric curve hmm. so similarly the peak has already been reached hmm. in delhi hmm. and we are on a fast fall down and you will notice in the next in the next 20 days or so 15 to 20 there will be dramatic reduction i also spoke to dr murad banaji who says that when test positivity rate starts to fall it's always a good sign that's a marker to study further projections 
I think it's real. I think, as you say, for a period of time, there was a dip in testing, which artificially brought down numbers. But after that, we've seen numbers continue to fall and testing is not falling anymore, uh, as far as I can tell. So I think it's real. In terms of patterns that we've seen before, um, well, it's very hard to compare. I think we'll have to wait a little while longer to see what the pattern is, to see whether this is a result of you know, the lockdown of mitigation or whether this is a result of um, a large number of people having been infected and so infection spreading more slowly. Well, when, when test positivity starts to go down, that's um, always a good sign. I mean, in general, a, a kind of rule of thumb would be if you are trying to say that peak has passed, that, you know, that things are getting better, then we need to see two things happening. We need to see cases going down, but we also need to see test positivity going down so that we can be sure that it's not just a consequence of, say, poor testing or a change in testing strategy that has led to cases going down. And so whenever you see both things happening at the same time, um, I think that's a good sign that uh, things are improving. Of course, the fact that things are improving now doesn't mean that they won't get worse again if uh, suddenly you know everything opened up or some other factor changed, they could get worse again. So that doesn't mean everything is uh, fine for the future. But right now, I think things are improving. Now, as the second wave in the country was spiraling out of hand in April, a lot of stress was given on the necessity for government interventions. And soon after, like most other states, Delhi went into a lockdown from 20th April and has been extending the lockdown by a week for the third time in a row now. In this third extension, the lockdown, as we know, will go on till 17th May. Earlier, we've heard Delhi Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal also say that it's of utmost importance to break the chain of infections. And recently, as he announced the dip in cases, he stressed that the lockdown has been successful. But while some experts believe that it's the lockdown that has paid off, Dr. Varghese holds a different view. From an epidemiological standpoint, he says that the dip means that the virus is so contagious that it has already infected everybody who was vulnerable. What remains now are the naturally resistant lot or those who are immunized. The question is, will there be more surges? And there certainly will be, Dr. Vargi says, but in newer areas. It has to happen. It is natural. Hmm. It is not because of lockdown. It is not because somebody doing something. It is not because they have done some interventions. It is not because they have provided beds. It is not because they have done vaccination. It's not because of anything. Hmm. It's the na- natural reduction which is happening hmm. because the virus, hmm. so contagious, infected everybody that is vulnerable. Hmm. Everybody that is moving around. Hmm. Everybody that had to spread the disease has spread. Hmm. Now what is left are the ones which are really resistant, hmm. naturally, or because of immunization or whatever. I don't think the lockdown had anything to do with the the reduction. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Okay. We have made a few, but it will show in the graph. You see the graph. Mm-hmm. You, you look at the world of it, a graph and tell me. Mm-hmm. You can, you can, I, after this end of this month, you look at the curve and tell me whether the lockdown made a difference. If it did make a difference, mm-hmm. the gradient of this reduction will be steeper than the gradient of the rise. You can see that. And sir, your analysis is the same for Maharashtra as well, which is also seeing a, a steep... It's the same thing. Right. So the question is, aren't we going to have any other surges? Hmm. Yes, we may have surges, but in new areas. In smaller towns. Right. B, D, C, 
not the metros. Right. B-class towns and C-class towns, right. smaller towns, smaller hamlets. There will be a small focus, bike first, spike, and it will end. You may have another surge, hmm. not at this level. This level is difficult, but whatever be the mutation. And surges in newer areas have certainly become a matter of concern for us. While we're seeing a dip in the worst affected cities like Maharashtra, Karnataka and Uttar Pradesh and of course Delhi, simultaneously there's also a surge in smaller states and smaller towns such as in Bihar, Chhattisgarh, Uttarakhand, Punjab. A report on Times of India analyzes that in Maharashtra, the wave has moved to rural regions now, which is 56% of the cases since May. In UP, rural areas account for 65% of the cases now. Chhattisgarh has 89%. In fact, a tweet by Dr. Brahmar Mukherjee, a biostatistician who with a team of researchers have been analyzing COVID data from India, also indicated a growing cluster in northeastern states of India, such as Assam, Manipur, Tripura, Nagaland and others. Another analysis on the Indian Express also points out that smaller states like Uttarakhand, which was reporting deaths in single digits only in April, are now reporting higher deaths. The report also says that Maharashtra, which has been reporting the highest deaths in the country, is now contributing to one-fifth of the total deaths. And we go back to Vaishali here for her analysis on these numbers. When it comes to deaths, we have to remember that today's deaths are cases from at least two to three weeks ago. So if you're seeing a spike in deaths or the number of deaths remaining high while the cases are going down, it's just how the curve moves. You know, when the cases go down, deaths take will take another two, three weeks, four weeks uh, to come down. And uh, so if deaths have remained high, expect them to remain higher for another two, three weeks before we start seeing a downward trend in the number of fatalities recorded. Of course, with the numbers dipping in the top states, the overall tally has also declined. But will the surge in other states change the national projections for the second COVID wave in the country? Mr. Banaji says that the takeaway from all this is that it is not enough to just look at national data. Well, so India, when you talk about a national peak, it's very complicated because, of course, the national situation is a sum of all these regional situations. And some regions we know are doing better surveillance. They're picking up many more of their infections and some are doing worse surveillance. And of course, regions are peaking at different times. So how that adds up is hard to say. I think the fact that you've got some improvement going on in the national case level, national caseload is because Maharashtra and UP, um, which have been generating large numbers of cases, have started to come down and perhaps uh, Karnataka too now. On the other hand, as you mentioned, several um, of the smaller states, and also I would mention the Northeast, because um, Assam is not a particularly small state, but Assam and the smaller states in the Northeast are still surging very, very fast, as far as I can see. So you've got something quite critical going on there as well. Um, So you've got that factor that, okay, you might have an improvement in the national situation, but you can simultaneously be having things getting worse in a number of different regions across the country. And as you say, if they're smaller, they're not generating the same caseload, you don't see it in national data. I think the message to take away from that is it's not enough just to look at national data. We need to look at statewide regional data as well quite carefully to understand the pattern. The other thing you mentioned is deaths are surging. And of course, whenever we look at deaths, we have to remember a couple of things. One, that deaths are going to come after a delay. 
So even after cases start to improve, uh, go down, as in Delhi, you'll see that it takes some time before deaths start to come down. In Mumbai, it took a considerable time after cases peaked before we could say with some confidence that deaths have peaked. Um, almost 24 days it took. So um, you see this delay. And of course, with deaths, the other thing we have to remember is you have hugely variable surveillance. So if you have disease um, moving into parts of the country or into rural areas where surveillance is poor, then you might not see the true burden in terms of mortality, the true level of death um, that is occurring very clearly in the deaths data at all. Um, so we have to be really cautious about inferring what's going on from death data given this variable surveillance. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story playlist for episodic updates. We'll have on Apple, Google Podcast, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quinn website and check out the podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at thequinn.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint's website and check out our other podcasts.